Hey, I'm Matt Simpkins, pastor of Christ South, and this is our podcast. Thanks for listening. I hope this builds you up. I hope this helps you in your faith. I hope this helps you to see God at work. We'll see you at the end of the podcast. Exciting stuff. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year. Oh, <laughs> did anybody, here's what I want to know. I want to know if you are, actually, you guys at home can really help out because you can post pictures in the chat too. If you guys saw that Bethlehem star, if you saw the, the, the planets uh, come together, uh, the Bethlehem star, what, what all they call it? It was the Jerusalem star, the Bethlehem star, and all this kind of stuff. If you've got a picture of that that you got, we want to see it and put it in the chat. It was, it's such a cool thing, all right? So here's some facts about it, because I think it's very interesting. 400 years since the planets passed this close together in the sky, 400 years it's been, and nearly 800 years since the alignment of Saturn and Jupiter occurred actually at night. Now, this is a big deal, right? Because it could happen, they could come together, but then you wouldn't see it quite as well as we were able to see it at night. Except the last one like this was March 4th, 1226. March 4th, 1226. To give you a perspective, Genghis Khan was still roaming around Asia at that time. Yeah, the guy from Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. That's the one. <laughs> they appear so close together, but of course, you know, they remain hundreds of millions of miles apart. But appears to be, when those planets come together, like a bright, bright star. If you miss this, boy, you got to look it up. It's so cool. And tell me, guys, if anybody throws anything in the chat, I, wanna, I want us to point back to it. If, they, if, if they're, yes, I don't know. Maybe you guys can't even see it. But according to Scientific American, Johannes Kepler investigated this. This is really interesting. That whether this star of Bethlehem, in which the nativity story in the Gospel of Matthew, which we're going to read, guided the three wise men at Christ's birth was, in fact, something very similar to this, a great conjunction, calculating that one actually did occur right around that time, 7 BC. So it's possible that this was sort of what the Magi saw. Now, does that wreck the story for us? Absolutely not, because what a cool thing to think that we got to see potentially the same thing that the Magi saw. That's so awesome. And they called it the Great Conjunction. These planets coming together, the Great Conjunction. I'm a nerd, you know, I'm a big nerd, so I love this stuff. So for our family, we're like, we're going to go see this thing. We're going to do it. We're going to definitely do it, right? So, but it was incredibly hard for us. And let me tell you what. First of all, not because of the trees or like where it was. There were just so many things that were getting in the way of this happening. So the first time, it was like the 21st, I think. It was like the 21st December. It was like a Monday night. We're like, we got to do it. We got to do it. Okay, so we talked about it during the day. And then we made dinner. We're sitting. We'd finished dinner. It was a long day. Just crazy stuff. I got a big week coming up. I mean, Christmas Eve week. I mean, like there was a lot of stuff going on. Sit back in my chair. I'm like, all right, we got dinner all cleaned up. Everything's good. I'm like, oh man, it's like seven o'clock. <gasps> seven o'clock? We only have 30 minutes. We gotta rush out the door. We're gonna miss the star. We gotta go, guys. We gotta go. So we start pulling everybody together. All of a sudden, we realize that nobody has their water bottle. I don't know why you need a water bottle. We gotta get a water bottle. Fine. Go back inside. Get the water bottle. Oh my gosh, we walked outside. Nobody's got any jackets. It's really cold outside. We gotta run back inside. Get all the jackets. Nobody can find their jacket. Why can you never find your jacket? Dude, you just put it back where you get it from, and it'll be there the same time when you go back for it, right? Am I, am I crazy? Am I losing my mind here? No jackets, fine. So we all ran out to the car. Everybody got jackets. Sorry, get in the car. There's no car seat. Our little man still has to have the car seat. He's three years old, so we got to have a car seat in the car. Where's the car seat? I don't know. Somebody took it out of the car because they were doing something with it. Where's the car seat? Can't find the car seat. It's like time is flying, flying, and we can't get it all together. We can't run it. Boom, we got to run out the door. We First, we went to one place. We couldn't see it there. Went to another place. Couldn't see it there. Finally, get down to the other place. And it went below the horizon. And we missed it. 
We've missed it. So the second night, we're like, okay, we Googled it. You can find it the second night. So we're like, we're going to go look at it the second night. And we're going to plan better. We're going to have our ducks in a row. We're going to have water bottles <laughs> and jackets and a car seat. And we're going to do dinner early. And we're going to get out the door. So we did on Tuesday. Got out the door. Knew right where to go. Walked out into the clearing. And it was cloudy. <laughs> and we couldn't see it. I was just trying to see it. Every time we went to see it, there were so many complications. There were so many things getting in the way. I'm such a nerd, and I'm also like a Bible guy, so I'm like, I want to see this thing. Like, what if, the, what if the Magi saw it, and then I could see the same thing they saw? It'd be so amazing, so awesome. For us, this great conjunction was more like the great disruption. We couldn't get anything together. It was everything was falling apart. It was a massive disruption. <sighs> now, let that sit for a second. And let's read through Matthew 2. Matthew 2, 1 through 12. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, the Magi came from, from the east, came to Jerusalem and asked, Where's the one who's been born King of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed. He was disrupted. And all Jerusalem with him. When he had called together all the people's chief priests and teachers of the law, he asked them where the Messiah was to be born. Well, in Bethlehem, in Judea, they replied, for this is what the prophet had written. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, for out of you will come a ruler who will shepherd my people, Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, go and search carefully for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me so that I too may go and worship him. Every time I read this, I want to read it like the villain in like every Disney movie, right? Go and search carefully for this child. As soon as you find him, report him to me so that I too may go and worship him. <laughs> every time I think of that. Verse 9. After they had heard the king, they went on their way. And the star they had seen when it rose went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream to not go back to Herod, listen to this. They returned to their country by another route. This is the word of the Lord to which we say, thanks be to God. Now, there's tons of great preaching points here, tons of them. But there's one that stands out to me, and I preached on this scripture, uh, oh gosh, a, a ton of times. But there's one part that got me this time different than all the time before. And that's how you know that the Lord is up to something, right? Because I'll read the same scripture, I'll hear it preached a thousand different ways, and this is one that hit me. Notice. The Magi didn't come to find Jesus through normal faith traditions. Think about that. Normally, you'd go to the synagogue, right? If you were going to go meet a rabbi, you were going to come to faith, you were going to come in contact with a rabbi, you, you'd go to the synagogue, you'd, you'd meet with a rabbi. Once you got to that point, you might do some sort of, I don't know, ritual cleansing and so on and so forth. And you'd develop the regular synagogue faith life where you knew exactly what you were supposed to do. And at that point, then your faith would really start to come to life, right? But this was way different, these were likely astronomers, they'd call them wise men, wise guys, you know, they were like astronomers looking at the sky, and if you think about it, to the naked eye, 
not much changes in the solar system night by night. Well, that's not necessarily true in terms of reality, but as far as what you can see from the naked eye, there's not a lot of changes in the solar system. So something of this magnitude would have really shaken them up. They would have noticed that there was something happening. They would have been seeing something changes. This wasn't normal. This was a disruption. Now stay with me here. I know you're tracking with me, church. The story tells us that they met Jesus through this <clears throat> great disruption. But also, we can't leave out the fact that this was disrupting for a lot of people, right? As a matter of fact, it was even disruptive for Herod. Think about this. He's freaking out, right? Because they've said this new king was coming. No way, dude. you got to be kidding me. i got to stop this thing before it starts. And yet the other ones, who probably were the most turned upside down, were Mary and Joseph. Think about this disruption for them. Mind the fact that they probably were suspected of some sort of adultery and some sort of weird thing was going on. Oh, Joseph's not the dad. Okay, Joseph. Well, I'm sure it was God at work. Mind the fact that Joseph was supposed to get rid of her altogether because that's the way it works. He's supposed to just straight up abandon her, right? Now, on top of all that, they've got a baby to raise. And if you've ever had a baby in your life, or even a puppy, it is a serious disruption in your life. It changes the way you do things. This young'un is going to be a disruption in and of itself. Brothers and sisters, this has got to be resonating with some of you. Because this is a time in our lives that has been filled with disruption after disruption after disruption. We don't need another sermon to rehash how ridiculous 2020 was. You all know. But perhaps this great disruption is bringing about a new season, a new journey, like the Magi, a new route back home, a new season for the whole church, a new season for faith life, a new journey for you. Perhaps this great disruption is a way for us to meet Jesus in a way we never have before, perhaps, and have a whole new journey of faith. See, I think oftentimes when we have those disruptions happen in our lives, we focus on what's changed or what's lost, and we give up looking for where God is trying to take us through that disruption or beyond that disruption. We forget that God works through disruptions. Uh, now, all right, quick disclaimer Pause for a second. I'm not suggesting that God makes horrible things happen to us to try to teach us things. I'm not suggesting that God is some sort of marionette uh, puppeteer, you know, where we're just being like moved around and all that. That's, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that God meets us in those most difficult points in our lives, meets us in the midst of those disruptions and walks us up out of that valley, walks with us beyond those. And sometimes is using those moments where we all of a sudden have this clarity. We're not stuck in our own tunnel vision of life. And God is able to sort of speak to us in a whole brand new way. And I think this disruption has given God the opportunity to have our ear. Now, I've never been big on uh, New Year's resolutions. I, have you guys got new, new Year's resolutions? Anybody just, you don't have to tell us what they are, but ra raise your hand. You got some New Year's resolutions? No, I, I, I was never really good at them. And it wasn't, it wasn't because I don't like them. It's because I forget them by February. Like they're, they're, they're basically my January resolutions, right? Like I'm not going to eat chocolate for January. And then February rolls around. I'm like, ah, I'm going to eat chocolate again, you know, because that's the way it works for me. But what do you want to see happen this year? 
What do you want to focus on? What, what is it that God might be up to with you? Well, I've asked that question a few times around what I've heard is, Pastor, I'm worried that 2021 is just going to be another 2020. We're going to still have to keep dealing with this pandemic thing. There's so much unusual stuff going on in my world, in my business, in my life, in my family. Look, I get it. I get it. It's tough to see light when you're in the midst of the disruption. It's tough to see the way out when you're in the midst of the valley. It's dark down there. It's frustrating. And it feels impossible. Interesting note, um, Google puts out this deal where they... um, share with you the most searched terms, right? And I don't know if you knew this, but in, in, in 2019, the first word was how, right? How does this work? How does this happen? How it was like a very creative and innovative time for us as we searched for how things worked or how things happen. I'm gonna give you one guess as to what the first word was for 2020. Do you know what it was? Why. Why. It was why. Why is this happening? Why did this happen to me? Why am I feeling like this? Why? It was why over and over and over again. Brothers and sisters in Christ, may 2021 be different. Because we, church, we know who is at work. We know that God is taking us, holding us, guiding us, and bringing us closer in When things get troubling, think about how a mother or father takes care of their child, right? You don't just leave them hanging out to dry. You pick them up, you pull them in close and say, I've got you. Everything's going to be okay. Brothers and sisters, that's who our God is. So maybe, church, 2021 is an opportunity for us to be looking for where. Where, God, are you going to take us next? Where are you going to be at work in my life next? Remember the good news and what that ultimately means. See, we have a God of hope. The Magi did meet Jesus. Jesus did live and walk on this earth. Jesus did go to the cross for our sin. Jesus promises that we will rise again. So therefore, two things really important. One, that's the beauty of being a child of God is that our God doesn't abandon us. That even if we run as fast and as far away as we can, even if we get lost in the middle of our own valleys, God runs after us, picks us up, grabs us, pulls us in close and says, I got you. Everything is going to be okay. And second, it's the beauty of being the church. When I was in seminary, well, actually before we were going to seminary, Melody and I, I mean, it was a struggle, right? Because I had a good job. She had a good job. We had a great life. We had our home. It was the American dream. We had, you know, uh, one and a half children, whatever it is, and a, and a yellow dog. I mean, it was perfect. Everything was working great. My Honda Accord had dual exhaust. That was awesome. I had a V6. That was the real deal. That was the American dream. But God said, go. Go to seminary. Go be pastors. Go live out this calling. And in the midst of all that, we had to sell our home. We had to do all kinds of stuff. We had to prep. We had to get ready for seminary. All of those things were happening. And it was so interesting to see that when one of us was worried, the other one was fully confident. No matter what it was. In that partnership, that's how it worked. And brothers and sisters, that's how the church works. That's what the church is for. So on our massive prayer list, one day, All of us might be on that prayer list for one reason or another. But the beauty is, those who are on it right now are going to be praying for you. 
When you're down in your valley, they might be up on the mountaintop and they know the way up out of the valley. They're going to come down, get you, and help bring you up out. That's the beauty of how the church works. I'm going to tell you a story and then I'll finish up. I got one of those letters in the mail uh, from the IRS that there was an issue on our taxes. They had, they had put some things in a different place than they were supposed to be. And they're like, hey, you're going to have to pay extra but because uh, we don't know what you're talking about with these things. And I was like, oh, gosh. So I got to call the IRS. So I started calling in like November. And when I called the IRS, I've never in my entire life had this happen. Call the IRS. Well, I've been on hold before. I was on hold for like 15, 20 minutes at a time. I was like, okay, God, I just don't have time for this. Let me try calling back another time. But then a number of times that I called, this was crazy. I've never experienced this. You call up, you go through all the prompts. You got to put in all these different numbers. You got to say, if one, press one or say yes. You know, no, press two or say no. Yes. Did you say no? No, no, yes. No, I said, no, I said, it was just insane. Got to the end of all that. It's like five to seven minutes of pressing buttons and talking to a robot. And the lady says, not a, not a real life, but the robot lady says, we're sorry, but we're experiencing a high volume of calls. Please try your call another day. Click. What the deuce? Are you kidding me? I'm trying to get this thing accomplished that y'all said. So it took me like a month and a half. And I finally get, I finally get a real person on the phone after a month and a half of calling in. This is Miss Cheryl, how may I help you? Hey, Miss Cheryl, I gotta talk about this thing going on. Here's the issue, is what we found. I think this is probably the problem. She's like, all right, well, can you find this other piece of information for us? And I'm like, uh, yes, let me go downstairs. I think it's in a file. I'm gonna run down and go get it. So I run down, go get it, I'm looking for us. And I'm thumbing through all this stuff. And you know me, if you know me, you know that like I'll talk to people because I'm generally friendly, I guess. And, and I was like, uh, so hey, uh, you got big, uh, big plans for the holidays? And I'll never forget it, Miss Cheryl said, it's just another day for me. And I'm like, oh gosh, I shouldn't have asked that question. I should have definitely left that alone. I'm talking to the IRS. I, I, like, this is not a person that wants to talk to me about anything but getting my stuff accomplished. All right, don't, no problem. I'll, I'll, just, I'll just let it go. So I'm looking for my stuff and um, um, finally found the thing that I looked for. I go back upstairs and I'm like, uh, hey, I'm, and then I don't know, I'm also kind of sensitive. And so I was like, oh shoot, man, I messed up. I messed up. So I was like, hey, I'm really, I'm really sorry that I asked you that question. I, I didn't mean to, um, I didn't mean to interrupt. And I, I hope you have a great, you know, season, no matter what, you know, and, and I, I was like bumbling over my words. I didn't know what to say. I was like all out of whack. And then she says, well, since you asked, um, I'll tell you <clears throat> three years ago, my daughter was murdered in October. Her birthday is in September at Thanksgiving. She's no longer at my table. And on Christmas morning, I no longer can hear from her. I can't hear her voice anymore. So it starts in September. And it goes month to month to month of hurt. I can't imagine. I can't imagine what an incredible, painful thing that was for her. And then to tell it to some guy randomly on, a, on an IRS call, trying to fix some tax pages. We sorted out all the tax stuff. It was a simple misplacement of some numbers. But then we started talking and started talking about grief. I started talking about hurt. I started talking about an opportunity for God to enter in in ways that maybe she had never heard before. 
Now, for her, that was just a regular day. Just one more in a thousand calls that she had to take. We spent an hour and a half on the phone. And only 30 minutes of that was actually getting anything accomplished for my taxes. The rest of it was a holy disruption for her and for me. You see, when God entered in, neither of us were expecting it. We had no agenda. God just took over in the midst of that disruption, in the midst of my fumbling through trying to be helpful and kind and, and in the midst of her just having a regular call with some guy in North Carolina. But we were supposed to talk. There was a reason that I couldn't get through in November. There was a reason that I couldn't get through at the beginning of December. There was a reason that they hung up on me time after time. There was a reason because I was supposed to talk to Miss Cheryl and Miss Cheryl was supposed to talk to me. So brothers and sisters, brothers and sisters, we get to be brothers and sisters this year. That's who we get to be for one another. When one of us is in the midst of that valley, the reason that you're on a mountaintop is so that you can go and get your brothers and sisters up out of the valley. That's how God works. And we remember that this new time, this new journey is God taking hold of us, moving us in a new direction. And yeah, it's gonna come with some challenges, going to make it through because we're God's children and we have the family of God surround us. Brothers and sisters, you will make it through. It's going to be okay because you're a child of God and the church walks with you. And just like the Magi, after encountering Jesus in the midst of this holy disruption, you're going to go forward on a new road. And likely it's going to be a little bit of a surprise and it might feel a little bit like a disruption. But truth be told, do you know what it is? It's the great conjunction. It's God pulling the planets into a line just for you to create a star, to create a light that's bright enough to lead you down a new road, to lead you into a way that you've never been before, a holy realignment. And God's gonna make something beautiful out of that disruption. When you encounter the Lord, brothers and sisters, get ready. Because just like the Magi, a new road is ahead. Amen. Let us go to the Lord in prayer. Most gracious God, a lot of us woke up, if not all of us, on Friday morning thinking, hey, 2021 is here and 2020 is in the past. And yet here we are still in the midst of a storm, in the midst of this crazy world we're living in right now. And yet, as we've said, the one thing that hasn't changed, the one thing that has been constant is your love, protection, and, and guidance for us. And as Matt said, let us take today, tomorrow, every day, and go out and be brothers and sisters for those who need it. A simple hello, a simple smile, a simple question, how are you? And then taking the time to listen because there are people who are hurting who just need to remember and know that they are loved, that they are children of God. And we are all in the same boat together. So dear Lord, as we enter this week, give us the strength and the courage to go out and be that light. 
to be that simple simple sign or notion of God's love to others. Give us that strength. And all of God's children said, Amen. All right, I hope that was helpful. If so, I ask you a couple of things. One, share this with a friend so that they can hear some good news in their life too. And if you want to continue that impact beyond, we ask that you go to ChristSouth.org to the online giving tab and give to this ministry so that we can continue to share this with others. We'll see you on the next podcast or maybe in person at 10 a.m. on Sunday mornings at Polo Ridge Elementary in Charlotte, North Carolina. Blessings and peace. Have an awesome week.